Episode 149 of the Biz Talk with Bill Roy podcast. The Wichita Business Journal created this podcast because we want to provide you with some insight into the people, places, companies, organizations, and issues that are important to Wichita's business community. Business owners and leaders are looking for answers as they navigate these waters. During the coronavirus pandemic, we'll have some answers today. Wayne Bell is the District Director of the Wichita Office of the SBA. He joins us to talk about these SBA disaster loans and how you can take advantage of them. Wayne will be with me in a moment. First, the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal, of course, continuing coverage of the business impact of COVID-19. We check in with some Wichita business leaders who are working from home these days. We ask them how they're getting along and for any tips they might have for us. That coverage begins on page 14. Two lists this week, the area's specialty hospitals on page 4 and securities brokerage firms, page 8. This week we spend 10 minutes with Tom Laughlin of Wesley Rehabilitation Hospital. That's on page 31. We continue to provide for you business intelligence, information on new real estate deals, bankruptcies, building permits, who's setting up a new corporation, who owes back taxes, court judgments, Our business leads are in each weekly edition. This week begins on page 30. Back to talk with SBA District Director Wayne Bell after this. Welcome to BizTalk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. Wayne Bell, welcome. Thank you very much for being with us on the podcast. Uh, I know you're very busy these days. Uh, You just got off a conference call as we talk. So thank you very much, Wayne. We appreciate you spending some time with us. All right. Thank you very much, Bill. Uh, appreciate what you do. Uh, obviously, you know, we, we are big uh, supporters of the Wichita Business Journal. I think uh, you guys do a great job of covering uh, what's happening in our uh, local market and, and just keeping us all abreast of, of uh, good things uh, and things that are impacting our companies. Uh, yes, uh, just got off the call with the American, I'm sorry, with the Kansas Bankers Association um, and a very interesting call. Uh, Obviously, there's a lot of interest about uh, the tools now that the SBA uh, has as a result of the disaster declarations and uh, the new uh, funding sources for business owners that are impacted by the coronavirus uh, disease. So uh, that that call went 90 minutes, and a good percentage of it had to do with SBA and and our loan programs and the things that are coming on the horizon. Uh, So... Uh, yeah, uh, look forward to going a little deeper into that uh, with you. As far as uh, other things, uh, at the moment, the economic injury disaster loans uh, are available. That's a loan that business owners can apply for directly with the SBA. They simply go to our website, sba.gov forward slash disaster, and they can get routed right to the economic injury disaster loan application. And it's really uh, very straightforward. Uh, Here in the last two weeks, that application has been streamlined. So now it's just really like a two-page document. Uh, The business owners will have to provide a little bit of financial information. uh, And perhaps as uh, those companies that are a bit larger but still in a small business category, uh, they're going to have to probably provide a bit more as the loan amount looks like it's going to be more more 
and our, and these particular loans can go all the way up to two thousand dollars for those businesses. I'm sorry, two million dollars. Uh, forgive me. Um, for those businesses that look like they're going to be approaching, I'd say over three hundred thousand. I think there's going to be a bit more uh, documentation for the economic injury disaster loan. But what we're seeing, what we're seeing on that one is uh, an average loan size of about one hundred thousand uh, dollars. But uh, for loans that are less than twenty-five thousand, uh, it's really streamlined. So. Uh, business owners that are interested and that have been impacted, I just want them to check out that economic injury disaster loan uh, on the SBA website. Ballpark on how long it takes to actually do the application, and I'll ask you in a minute about the documentation. Yeah, doing the application itself, if you've got all your financial information, uh, what have you, probably about oh an hour to two hours, you know, depending on the complexity of the business and and your records. Um, beyond that, in terms of a turnaround, uh, you know, where where the borrower actually gets funded, uh, we're hearing anywhere from I'd say somewhere around three weeks. But the process is continuing. They, they have modified the process in the last two weeks. So I think that turnaround time is going to be even quicker uh, as people continue to apply uh, for those resources. And, and there's a $10,000 uh, advance uh, that is going to be forgivable you know, for some of those expenses for payroll and, and uh, some other things there. So, so that one is one I think all, you know, particularly small businesses really ought to take a good look at uh, because it's a, it's a streamlined process and uh, you apply online and hopefully you'd have funds in, in two weeks or so. And you're working with local uh, institutions, uh, local banks on that? That one is one that the borrower would apply or the applicant would apply without okay. a bank. Okay. They would apply right on our webpage. Uh, they can certainly work with a agent or a packager, you know, a loan packager. They could they could work with a third party, um, but SBA is not going to pay the fee for the third party. The business ultimately would would end up paying a fee if they do work with another uh, agent to complete their application. And in some cases, it makes sense if you you know, if you really need uh, help with your financials and, and other things, other documents, it, it may make sense in some scenarios to use an agent. Um, SBA limits the fees that those agents could charge for this uh, assistance to $2,500. Do we know the terms? Uh, what are, is there a range of terms yeah, on, on uh, these? Great question. So the terms are really straightforward. And by the way, nonprofits, uh, private nonprofit organizations can also apply for this economic injury disaster loan. Uh, again, the economic injury disaster loan is intended uh, for companies, businesses that are realizing losses as a direct result of this uh, coronavirus condition that, uh, that we have going. And uh, it's intended to help them with six months of working capital. Okay, so uh, uh, in terms of the terms, 3.75% is the term, I'm sorry, is the interest rate. Uh, the loan term will be broken out for all of these over a 30-year uh, term. And there's a deferment of payments in the first 12 months. Uh, so that uh, is for-profit, a for-profit business, again, 3.75% for private nonprofits that would be uh, the interest rate is 2.75%. Uh, 
and there are no fees associated with those loans. And $10,000 is going to be forgivable if, um, you know, if, if you've got payroll expenses and some other things that, that, uh, uh, within that criteria. Right. So if you meet the criteria for the, for the loan forgiveness aspect of it, uh, that's $10,000 that can be forgiven. So when they start the application process, what sort of documentation should they have right in front of them to, to make things go faster? Uh, on the economic injury disaster loan, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, it's going to ask for, again, the personal financial information, financial information on, uh, on the business itself, uh, things, uh, questions about, you know, your, your liabilities, uh, that sort of thing. And then ultimately, it's kind of rolled up into a, a uh, that information is taken in and then the SBA proposes a loan amount. So the so for the economic injury disaster loan, the the applicant doesn't ultimately indicate how much they need per se. They just provide the background information, the summary information, and then the SBA proposes the loan amount. Okay. So um, so the the loan on the horizon, the loan that is uh, that's you know the bigger uh, uh, I guess question of the day is the PPP program, the okay. Paycheck Protection Program. And that one, uh, as of, uh, actually as of April 3rd, the application process for that loan is to go live. And these are loans that will be done through banks. And so SBA has agreements in place with virtually all commercial lenders uh, that they can participate in SBA lending. Uh, these loans would be done the lenders will ultimately uh, take the applications that the borrowers submit, um, and ultimately the the lenders have access to a loan portal uh, that they're uploading documents and uploading um, this application into, and then the SBA will do the the approval, and then the funds are dispersed with the lender or by the lender. How do business owners know if they qualify for each of these programs? Uh, good question. There's information uh, that is still uh, coming out uh, each day, but in short, if you're a small business, according to our national size standards, or uh, there's a there's a uh, entity, the North American Industry Classification System, uh, and, and in the government we have acronyms, and and so that acronym is the NAICS. And so if the NAICS codes, if by the NAICS codes, every industry has a different code, if by that code, you're under those size standards or under that threshold, and some industries go by 500 employees or less, uh, there are some industries that go by annual revenues, and then often, often these are pretty high thresholds. They may be $15 million, or they may be, you know, an annual sales, uh, maybe again, 500 employees or less. So it really it takes quite a bit before a business exceeds those size standards. And so assuming uh, our small businesses uh, are below those size standards, uh, they, they should be eligible. And then also a private nonprofit that is a 501c3 or a 501c19. Um, those are going to be eligible nonprofits. Uh, uh, for you know to apply for those loans 
uh, some uh, cooperatives are eligible, uh, and I'm hearing for the PPP program that also agricultural uh, entities are eligible. And, and that uh, in our normal programming, farms are ineligible, but it sounds like farms may actually be eligible to apply for the PPP program, the Paycheck Protection Program. And again, and again we're that's talking about two different prod products there, right? Two different products. The Economic Injury Disaster Loan, applicants make that uh, application uh, right online with the SBA directly. We've taken a number of calls locally in our district office, and we've, we've uh, through our correspondences and email and everything, we've kind of worked with a number of uh, applicants through the process. We've done a few webinars uh, on the topic. I think we've gotten a really good feel uh, for it. It's been very frustrating, no doubt, for our, for our applicants. And uh, we've heard a lot of feedback on the process, and we're echoing and sharing that feedback uh, to our policy folks. Uh, but it's what we have right now. And so we're just trying to help business owners work through those economic injury disaster loans there is a uh, date that they have to have those applications in by. Uh, the Kansas Declaration goes from January 31st of 2020 to December 20th, I believe, of 2020. So uh, if a business owner, again, thinks they've been impacted and, and they've, they're experiencing problems with their, their cash flow, working capital, operating, covering their operating expenses, really encourage them to apply for the economic injury disaster loan. Uh, now for the uh, P3 program or the paycheck protection program, that one, um, the loan amounts can be higher. Uh, that goes up to $10 million. And uh, there's a 100% guarantee for the lenders. Uh, so the lenders have a lot of incentive. Uh, the fees associated with the borrower fees associated with those loans are actually going to be paid by the SBA to the lender. So the lenders have a lot of incentive with the 100% guarantee and the fact that their borrower fees are going to be paid by the SBA. Um, from a borrower standpoint, uh, I need a little clarification on the interest rate. The first uh, documentation I have seen was that it was going to be a 4% interest rate. I've since seen that it may be a, a, a 1%. And so I'm not clear, uh, and, and probably at the time of our uh, discussion here, or, or probably shortly after our discussion, that interest rate will be clarified. So forgive me for being a bit vague. The intent of that program is to help businesses that are impacted by this coronavirus and the terms are going to be very moderate. The, the interest rate is going to be very low. And again, it's all intended to help businesses to be sustained and to make it through this time frame. Uh, there's going to be a part of that one, again, that will have loan forgiveness. Um, that has to do with payroll expenses, lease payments, or rent payments, uh, mortgage payments that are broken out over, I think, it, I believe, an eight-week period. So uh, there, there are going to be some uh, nice benefits for the business owner, uh, but forgive me on the interest rate and not having that exact. 
No problem. We'll, we'll, we'll stay in touch with you on that and make sure we get that out, out to our readers and our, our listeners. Yeah. When, when folks are calling you, when these small business owners and managers are calling you, what's their main concern at this point? Obviously, their concern is they want to keep up and running and try to keep their business going and, and maybe uh, help their losses. But what are you hearing from them? Main concern um, is um, cash flow, you know, and, and, and being able to cover their debts. Often, uh, our, our business owners have had good situations, great uh, companies and entities that have been thriving, and overnight, you know, their sales have dropped. Right. Uh, if you're in the hotel industry or the restaurant industry, anything that relies on uh, a lot of patrons, a lot of customers, they've been severely impacted. And, um, and, and it's expected to continue as long as we're dealing with the coronavirus and the threat of, of that uh, disease. So there's just a lot of anxiety around having enough capital to be able to withstand and sustain this time frame. Uh, uh, so, uh, you know, we are, we are committed to using our tools, our resources, working with our lending partners to do everything we can to help businesses to make it, uh, but understanding they are, they are up against tremendous challenges right now. That's what we're hearing, and that is the biggest, biggest concern. Now, these tools, such as that Paycheck Protection Plan, is really intended to turn the capital around and get the capital to business owners quickly. So as soon as the the applications may be submitted on April 3rd, and again, by the call that I just heard with the lending community, they they are doing all they can to be ready and prepared to process applications and to get the capital out quick. Um, I think we just have to all trust the process, elevate concerns, and when you experience difficulty, let us know right away, and we'll do whatever we can to get those issues, those systemic issues that are elevated. We're going to get them, you know, we're going to get them elevated to our folks in Washington and try to try to get help. Our congressional delegation, I have to say, has just been outstanding to work with. Um, I mean, all of our congressional delegation, uh, Senator Moran, Congressman Estes, Congressman Marshall, uh, we've, we've been in close communication with their offices, and they are, they've been very helpful. They've been elevating questions to us. We've been getting trying to resolve issues back and forth, so it's really been cooperative effort. And then, as you know, Bill, we've got a number of other partners, uh, the, the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce, our city. We've got a, we've got a great ecosystem here that, that if things can be done, we've got the ecosystem in place to, to get it done. And, and we're all engaged. Let's, let's hope we can uh, minimize as much as possible the impact of, of this worldwide event it's just amazing to see we i know you've been around a long time you've seen the the great recession of about 10 years ago you saw the impact after uh, 9-11 this is certainly something that is uh, as big probably bigger now 
than either one of those two events. Wayne, thank you very much for spending some time with us answering our questions. We will keep in touch as this process goes forward and we'll be able to get uh, your information out to our readers and listeners. We really appreciate it. Wayne, thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Bill. Appreciate it. Thank you. You bet. Wayne Bell, District Director of the Wichita Office of the Small Business Administration. Thank you again. The WBJ has published a small business resource guide to help provide a one-stop shop for information and will continue to report on stories as they happen each day. That guide is at wichitabusinessjournal.com. I'll be back in a moment. At Equity Bank, stories of growing businesses are a favorite of ours, so we created our own little series called Napkin Stories. Visit equitybank.com to see how some great businesses got their start. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week, episode 149. We wish you all the best as you try to make it through these difficult times. If there's any story we can do to help or any leader you want to hear from, please let me know. Send me an email at broy at bizjournals.com. Check out all our episodes at our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. It's at wichitabusinessjournal.com. Thank you for listening and subscribing. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter and thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Be well and be safe. Have a profitable week.